Welcome back to the Field Trial Lifestyle Podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Jeremy. And this is part two of the Beginner's Guide to Field Trials. Thank you so much for tuning in to our first episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. Please share our podcast with a friend. And we already appreciate all of the shares and feedback that we received last week. If you'd like to connect with us, please send us a message on Instagram, or you can email us at jeremy at fieldtriallifestyle.com. Just a reminder, once we get past these first few beginner series, we'll get into our normal format, which will include news, results from national trials, and possibly a calendar that details different trials happening across the country. So look forward to that. In part one of the beginner's guide, we gave you enough information to get you to your first trial. And so today we're picking up there. When you get to your first trial, one of the first things you need to do is get the key information that's going to help you get to the starting line on time with your dog. The two most important pieces of information to help you do that are the course that you're going to be running on and the running order of your particular event. There's a few different ways to find that information. Probably the easiest is to check in with the person who's running the event or look at the main board. Sometimes there's a main board that has all the information of the day's events and that changes pretty frequently. So what you heard before you got to the event, things might have changed. So it's really important to check in and make sure you have the most updated information. Once you know the course you're running on and the breaks that you're running in, you're just passing time until then. About 15 to 20 minutes before you run, you want to get to your dog and get them ready to go. The first thing you'll need to do is put something on your dog called the flash collar. A flash collar is a flexible and two-sided collar that has one orange side and one yellow side. These are used so that the judges can tell the dogs apart. You also might want to put a tracking collar on your dog. Most trials allow these to be used, and they can be really useful if your dog goes out of sight and you're having trouble tracking them down. You can't use a tracking collar to your advantage while you're competing, so it's customary to hand the transmitter to the judge turned off. If you ask them for the transmitter, you're essentially disqualifying yourself, so it's kind of a situation where if you're really not sure where your dog is and you're really concerned, you kind of end your competition heat and you kind of just go look for your dog. Once your dog is dressed and ready to go, you should head to the line. I would suggest bringing some water with you so you can water your dog during your run. When you get to the starting line, there'll usually be a person with a clipboard making sure that things are running smoothly. This person is called the line marshal. You should check in with this person. And when you see the judges coming back after the last brace, you'll want to make sure you're at the line and ready to go so things continue to run on schedule. When you and your brace mate are at the line, the judges will acknowledge you, describe the course, and then say something like, handlers, whenever you're ready. At this point, you look over to your brace mate and you make sure they're ready to go, and you try to let your dogs go at the same time. And if you've watched enough braces, you'll notice that there's some variation in how this part goes. People might choose to stand far away from each other if they know their dogs like to play, or they might strategically point their dog in a particular direction and release them that way. The first time you're out there with your dog, you probably won't be able to think about anything but your dog, and that's fine. As you get more experience, you'll be able to keep an eye on your dog, think about the course, the judges, the other dog, and everything that's going on. Sometime during your run, you'll likely want to stop to give your dog water, and you'll have different advice about how to do this. I was once told not to call your dog in for water until they're already coming in for water, and this little trick makes it look like your dog's more obedient than they might actually be. 
I was also told by someone else to call your dog in before they need water because a dog who's very thirsty is not going to be running as hard and a dog that's moving slowly out in the field is not going to look as great to the judges. With the water and everything else in field trials, you'll have conflicting advice, but you have to find out what works well for you and for your dog. After you finish your run, it's nice to thank the judges and then you're doing a lot of waiting around. At some events, they'll announce the placements for every stake that happened during the day at the end of the day and sometimes they'll do a dinner. In other cases, they'll make that announcement as soon as the event finishes and the club gets the scores from the judges. After placements are announced, something that can be helpful for new handlers with new dogs is to go to the judges and maybe ask for some advice about what you could do differently. Sometimes after that first run, your brain's kind of scrambled and you're not ready to hear feedback, so you don't need to do it. But if you have finished your run and you have space in your mind to take that feedback to heart, I think it's good to ask. And then once you hear from the judges what they have to say, you have your ribbon if you want one, your day is probably over. And then you can just, you know, take the rest of the day to watch other dogs run, reflect on what you did, and get ready to come back for your next event. Most people participate in field trials to finish their dog. A finished dog is a dog that has an AKC championship title. You can either earn an amateur field championship or a regular old field championship. An amateur field championship title is earned when your dog competes in amateur events handled by a person who does not get paid any money to work with dogs, whether in the field or training at home. For your field championship, you would be earning points in open events. And in the open events, they can be run by anyone. There's a higher level of competition because oftentimes professionals compete in these events. The number of points the dog can earn for each stake is determined by the number of dogs entered that day. The higher number of dogs entered in the stake, the more points that your dog can earn toward their championship title. In addition to the field championships, there are certain high-profile trials that people want to win in addition to getting that overall field championship. There's national gun dog championships where it's a mix of different breeds all competing to see who is, you know, one of the best dogs in the country. And then each breed has their own championship and those are also prestigious as well. All of the information that we've gone over up to this point has been based on our experience in AKC field trials. But relatively quickly after you start competing, you'll hear about other organizations and other types of competition. Something that you find is people who run in hunt tests often run in NAVDA as well. NAVDA is the North American Versatile Hunting Dog Association. NAVDA dogs are rated against the standards similar to hunt tests, and you can participate with your dog from the puppy level throughout their adult life. There's a field component to each test, and then there's also water work. Dogs are expected to do a variety of different things, and that's where the versatile piece comes in. Then there's also American Field. And American field events are similar to AKC field trials with some overlapping participants, but it seems on average that this group is a bit more bird dog focused as opposed to AKC folks who are often looking to get a dual championship, which means your dog is successful in the show ring and successful in the field. And if you want to see the best dogs in your area, you should definitely check out an American field trial because some of them might be there. There's also something called Nastra. NASHRA is the National Shoot to Retrieve Association. The NASHRA rules are easy to understand and points are scored for find and retrieve, ground coverage, obedience, and backing. 
One thing I feel like we haven't really talked about is what to do if you're the person sitting on the sidelines. So I can't recommend enough something comfortable to sit in. Some high quality sun protection if you're here in California. Binoculars if you have a pair. And the last thing is it's really important to find a place to watch the brace that won't disturb your dog's run or encourage them to come running toward you. <laughs> We've seen with our dog and other dogs, if one of us is standing on the sidelines and the dog's in the middle of the run, sometimes they catch a glimpse of you. They forget about the birds. They run off course. And when they run off course, you know, their chances of placing are diminished greatly, particularly if they, if they don't make their way back to the competition field. I find the sidelines to be really fun because you're able to cheer for other people's dogs. You can watch, you know, other dogs perform in addition to your own dog. And also that's where a lot of the information that we're kind of talking about today gets shared um, and where you have an opportunity to ask experienced people questions. And you also get a sense of how the day is going. In some cases, you know, lots of people are finding birds. In other events, lots of people are not finding birds. And I mean, sometimes some of that information can kind of psych you out because if everyone finds birds, you feel a lot of pressure. Like if I don't find bird, you know, what does that mean about me and my dog? Or if no one's found birds, you say to yourself, oh, this is going to be really hard. And you kind of stress yourself out. But it's also good to kind of know what's going on with the other braces in the event. And it's really nice because if something challenging happens, the community there on the sidelines is usually there to support you and can kind of give you perspective um, based on their previous experiences at how to approach the situation. So it's been really nice to learn um, from some of the other folks in that way. Okay, I think that's enough information for part two of this beginner series. If you'd like to connect with us, follow us on Instagram at fieldtrial underscore lifestyle. Email us at jeremy at fieldtriallifestyle.com. We're still looking for guest recommendations and all your feedback is really helpful. Thanks for listening and we'll be back with another episode next week.